Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting the weekend with us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen out out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or over at Brupolo in Tupelo. It would be weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Como. Yes, that would be weird. Um. Trying to think of a of a name for Como and that's Brumo? coffee related. Could be. Brumo works, you know. Nonetheless, it would be weird. It would be odd. Well, if you're in Como and you want strange brew coffee, I've got a solution for you. You don't have to drive to Tupelo or to Starkville for that matter. You can just order it online and they'll ship it and you can make it every morning for yourself. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com is the place. And uh They've got. They had a promo code here. Let me make. I don't know if this is. You know what? I don't want y'all to get mad at me. I don't want y'all to hold me to any hold my feet to the fire. But I saw this on Twitter last night, and let me make sure that it's still a, a thing. All right, it doesn't. Oh, I was just until midnight. So it's it's. This is one of those things, uh, Shane. I know you're listening, Shane. I want you to listen to me. Give us a heads up, Shane. Tell us when you're doing this stuff, man. I'll be happy to tell the, the masses. I'm happy I to tell of, people. I, I thought about that yesterday too when I saw that. Like if we would have known that, I would have it would have been on I would have been doing stuff. Shane, help me. Help me help you. Help me did help you, you, Shane. Did you know that Luther Perkins, the guitar player for Johnny Cash, is from Como, Mississippi? I did not know that. As is several several musicians from across the landscape of blues and country and all that. Mississippi. Great town. There you go. Mississippi. Nothing better. All right. Moving on. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else. You can only find it at College Corner. Only College Corner has the biggest and best selection of MSU stuff in the central Mississippi area. Two locations to serve you. They are original by Fleet Feet. They're inflowed by the half shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco. I walked outside this morning. And I don't know. You know, we've already, I think we've already had sort of a false fall. Maybe we're getting closer to the real thing here. Because I walked outside this morning and it was cool and crisp. And I was like, ooh. I say that to say that sitting on the patio at Humble Taco... Enjoying a margarita, some chips and salsa, and a couple of tacos that you can't get anywhere else in the world is a great idea when the weather starts getting a little bit cooler. So start making those plans now. September 24th, that's the next Mississippi State home game. I think we could be, you know, starting to get into the uh, the first days of fall. 
by then. I think that I think the twenty the twenty fourth is actually the first day of fall. I could be wrong on that. Again, I do not wish to be held to a high standard of uh, quality information. I just I just want to say things, and I don't want anybody to come back and uh, attack me for them later. But they will. Now the Mississippi State stuff. If I'm wrong on that, sure, feel free. But the first day of fall, come on, what are we doing here? Go to Humble Taco. Food's great. Firehouse Subs is a great stop for lunch today. Why don't you make that move? That's what I would do if I were you. Download the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order online. It's ready within minutes. And when you get your order, not only do you have a sandwich, you have reward points, and a lot of them. And the next time you order, maybe that one's on the house. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Friday means the three Ps, Robbie. Are you ready to talk about Mississippi State versus Arizona? I'm ready. Well, that's let's go. You just you just sound fired up. I like that. All right, let's do it. I am excited. I changed I changed my mind. You do not sound excited at all. Uh this is a big game for Mississippi State. This is a game that could set off a lot a a a spark of momentum that honestly state could carry into the month of October and maybe even beyond. A win in this game means that they will go down to Baton Rouge full of confidence, ready to play a an LSU team that's on the surface after one week. You know, I don't know how much you can take away, but they don't look great. Feels like a winnable football game. And if you win that, and then you're probably going to beat Bowling Green to go 4-0, and then all of a sudden now you're in the month of October with a couple of big games in a row at home. I mean, this is the first domino to fall. I think, you know, the Memphis game sort of felt like it was in hand all along. And I thought this one was until last Saturday with everything that we saw. But with, for me, a win here, a win out in Arizona, will will start pushing Mississippi State to the kind of season that Bulldog fans are hoping they can have. A loss, it's almost a complete disaster. I, I, you could recover from it. But I, but it would be difficult to do so. This is a much bigger game, in my opinion, than I was giving it credit for a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, once you get closer and closer to the game, you realize that it's going to be a, a tough uh, matchup for Mississippi State, just in the sense of going on the road, playing late at night, playing another Power Five team before you play LSU. Um, if you're Mississippi State as a team, you just got to be focused in. Um, you know, as laser focused as you can possibly be coming in this ball game because you cannot afford to lose it. Um, it's not a must win, but it, it's getting pretty close. If you lose this ball game, I feel like you have to go beat LSU. You need to win one of these two games, and you really need to win this one. I think um, for Mississippi State, I, I don't think that's a. It's not a good look to go on the road, especially with the SEC's dominance and the against the Pac-12 go on the road and lose to, to a Pac-12 team that right now is viewed as um, a lower half Pac-12 team. Mm-hmm. State needs to go up there and take care of business, and you're a more talented team. You're the SEC squad. You're expected to go in there and, and win that ball game. I mean, they're picked to win by two scores right now. Yeah. So that's what State should do. The expectation should be, should be that Mississippi State wins that ball game by two scores. Now, my expectation is just win the game. I think I think state just has to survive. I don't really I'm not really into the style points. One thing that I think would be very disappointing is if they go in there and they do what Bruce Feldman just predicted 
and give up 60 points. I mean, that, that would be a problem. Win. Yeah, that, that would not be good. I mean, people would be excited about the offense, but there would be more talk about how this is going to be a disaster defensively. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't see Mississippi State giving up 40-plus against Arizona. But, you know, I just think they just need to win first yeah, and foremost. If, if State gives up 40-plus to Arizona, it's going to be a long season for Mississippi State because you're certainly going to give up 40-plus to every SEC team you play at, at that point. That, that's just a one of the thing, one thing that bothers me in the world. Like, you know, shock jocks, you know, the guys like Colin Cowherd and Skip Bayless, and they just throw stuff out at the wall and they're, they're more playing a character, right? Like you and I like wrestling. The Skip Bayless you see on TV is as real as Triple H, the character is real. Yeah, that's it's, not it's really not him. a real thing. Him putting like, on a pair of Jordans right. and trying to be cool was not him. Right. Well, not only that, but I mean, the constant LeBron is the worst thing. that I mean, It's just dumb. It's, it's playing a character. Bruce Feldman is a, a respected journalist. It's a guy who's one of the better college football reporters in the country, and he's going to come out and say Mississippi State's going to go give up 61 points to Arizona. When's the last time Mississippi State gave up 60 points to literally anybody? And they 1995. Do what now? 1995. Is that correct? Is it South Carolina? Yes. Wow. So, I mean, you were talking a long time, 27 years. It's, no, that, that's not going to happen. Can you – Can I, I, we're in the middle of the show, but do you think you can pull up that article? The, um, the Feldman article? Yeah, because it's, it's behind a paywall, so I can't see it. Lucky I just want to see – athletic subscriber. I just want to see yeah, – I knew that. I just want to see what he said. Is he being? Is he just trying to be funny and saying this is going to be a shootout, or does he legitimately think that? Okay. You know, does he say like you know neither of these teams are very good on defense or something? That's what I want. Here we to know. go. Fun wild game coming between two head coaches who didn't play college football and both with strong Steve Spurrier ties. Expect a wild one. Both teams have good QBs and good wideouts. Leach and the Bulldogs have more experience in these kind of shootouts, but it'll be close. Mississippi State 63, Arizona 61, Arizona 10.5 is the pick. If you want to take Arizona 10.5, that, that's, that's fine. But what are we talking okay, about that Mississippi I, State is going to give up 61 points? That's just not That's just not doing research. That's just not knowing about – that's just – he thinks Mike Leach is, is tied to having a bad defense based on what he saw at Washington State. That's what I get from this. This is a Pac-12 matchup, basically. But that's it's really kind of like a slap in the face to Zach Arnett to think that this team is capable of giving up a sixty plus point ball game. I mean, um, you played, know, I don't think State played Alabama defense, last year and gave up forty nine. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that I don't think that this defense is twenty eighteen by any means or any anywhere close to it. But I think it's a top 50 defense. I think it's close to a top 25 defense. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, they're not giving up 60-plus points. No. I mean, they're going, to be, they're going to play significantly better offenses than this one the rest of this year. Yeah. So if they're giving up 40-plus in this game, that's not good. That's, not, a, that, that's, that's not, a bad sign. That's just not going Much to happen. Much less 60 it's just not going to happen. Mississippi State's not going to give up 60 points this year to anybody. To anybody. It's just this it's just it was just something that that's that, that pick is made for shock value. 
It's either made for shock value. There's only two options. There's no in-between, right? It's either made for shock value or it's just poorly informed. Those are your only two options. I think he's just thinking, you know, this is about to be a typical Pac-12 after dark right. type ball game. But, I mean, we're not talking about the same type of personnel that Mike Leach had, been, had had on his team on the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. when he was at Washington State. Exactly. Where this they lost a completely a different Arizona by, I think, like 60 to 30 kind of margin. No, this is a completely not, different type no. of talent. This is yeah. players that have NFL capabilities I right. mean, and a good coach. Right. What are we what looking for for Will Rogers this weekend? Is this another 400-yard passing game for him, you think? Should be. I mean, if, if they're executing, it should be. I, and I don't think that this defense is – is one that's going to be significantly superior to Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Arizona or anything, but, I, you know, it is what it is. I mean, this should be a game where State's able to move the ball consistently and score points. And if he isn't throwing for over 400 yards and um, he's struggling, then they're making mistakes. They're throwing interceptions, dropping passes, uh, going three and out, things like that. So, um, you know, I I think he's he should be very capable of doing that. And then, you know, you want to break down a little further in, into that and you want to look at the receivers. State, you know, Makai Polk, a couple hundred-yard games last year. I don't think anybody had a hundred-yard game last year other than Polk. Is that right? Do you know? I'm trying to think. I don't remember Wally um, having one. I know Austin Williams didn't have one. I don't remember Tulu or Malik Heath or or, or anybody have. I, I think he was the uh, only one. Ra Ra didn't have one, did he? No, I don't think he. Had, he, I think he, had, he got up there. He got a lot of maybe eighty yards. Yeah, I think State's um, going to have at least one hundred yard receiver in this game, and I do think it's going to be Ra Ra Thomas. I, I saw, like I, I I talked about it a little bit yesterday on on Thunder and Lightning Live. I've seen enough of Ra Ra Thomas now at this point in his career, even though it's only we're only talking about maybe what ten games that I just feel like he has the makings of a SEC number one receiver. Yes. He, the, the body style and the athleticism, it, he just, he's kind of a different kind of receiver than some of the other guys. I, you know, I, I could definitely see him becoming State's number one guy. I, I actually think that he could be their number one receiver this year. Um, I, I, I really do. I think he's capable of doing that. Um, Jaden Wally had 95 yards against Kentucky last year. Uh, I'm trying to see if anybody else had. Yeah. I think I think Makai Polk might have been the only guy. Malik Heath had a, a couple of 80 yard games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he was the only one. So I mean, it, it, it's been it's been mostly about Will Rogers spreading the ball around, with the exception of Makai Polk. But you remember, you know. Year one, it was Jaden Wally. So it's there's going to be a guy that's going to be your 100 uh, yard receiver guy. Jaden Wally in year one, Makai Polk in year two. Mm-hmm. I think Rob Ra's got a chance to do that this year. Yeah, I agree with he's, you. I, I think he's going to he, be a big time player. Yeah, and because because he has the ability to be kind of a possession guy, but also I think he's going to be their best yards after catch receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and also wouldn't shock me to see Rufus Harvey have a, a game or two over 100. Yeah. 
especially because he looks like a guy who can who can get open in the seam and and get a couple of 25 30 yard catches and you know if you do that then you know you're more than halfway there he just sneaks behind the defense mm-hmm. i mean i don't i really don't know how he does and he's it. so sure-handed yes and he i mean he he really plays like a possession guy mm-hmm. you know he he can be a possession guy he can get you past the sticks he can make catches in traffic but he can also make some big plays too he can just kind of slip behind you and you you have no idea he's there and then all of a sudden you see the ball flying over your head and there he is right so here's something you know let's let's switch gears a little bit and talk defense last week we we talked a little bit about this yesterday about how Arizona was preparing for San Diego State, and they're one of the more conservative offensive teams out there. Now they got to prepare for Mississippi State. Last week against San Diego State, we brought this up on Sports Talk in case you missed it. San Diego State only threw 16 passes in the game. They were 7 of 16 for 62 yards and a touchdown and an interception. Robbie, there's an outstanding chance that Will Rogers will have thrown 16 passes by the time the first quarter ends this week. Is that? Do you really think that Arizona defense is up to the challenge of, of that kind of turnaround in just one week? It's definitely going to be a challenge. What did San Diego State do running the ball? They were okay running the football. Uh, ran it for 180, I'm sorry, 170 yards on um, 42 carries. So just at four yards a carry, not great. But And that's part of the reason that, you know, and if you listen to the interview yesterday with Michael Lev, he said that once they fell behind, they were just kind of, they couldn't do anything because they're not a passing football team. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting test for them because Mississippi State's going to be like, you know, the opposite of a of a ground and pound type team. I mean, but it's it's kind of the same kind of structure. You're the the way that the the defense that they're going to be playing is going to be a very methodical offense to face. And it's one of those things where as the game wears on, it almost is is like a running offense and that you wear the defense down in a different way. Uh, I thought a lot of times last year, late in the ball game, State started to get real separation because they just – I mean, it's just it's death by a thousand paper cuts. I mean, it's just, you know, a 10-yard pass here, a 15-yard pass here, an 8-yard pass here. Mm-hmm. And I thought last week State started to show the ability – to do what people wanted them to do with Will Rogers and go downfield a little more. And, uh, you know, when you have those, those you know, screen passes and those dump-offs to the running backs and those throws across the middle of the field for, um, you know, a third and five first down, and then you hit somebody over the top, that's something that can really wear you down. So I think, I, I think it's, it's going to be a challenge for them. Anytime you face an offense like this that you don't normally face, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a challenge. I think it's, I think it's the state's advantage, and the defense is going to be facing an offense somewhat similar to what they face. There's going to be a little more mm-hmm. running invo- involved, but um, you know, I think this defense is going to be well prepared. I think state has the upper hand as far as the uh, scheme is concerned and mm-hmm. preparing for it. Yeah, I mean, this this offense for Arizona is is very similar to. The majority of college offenses, they they, they are pretty balanced. Uh, at least through one week, they have been. You know, you look back at last week again. Uh, they threw, they rushed for 162 yards and threw for 299, but 35 uh, passing attempts, four, 39 rushing attempts. So, so like we said, pretty balanced. Um, 
Jaden Delora, the Washington State transfer, really good last week. Uh, thir- 22 of 35, uh, 299, like I said, and then four touchdown passes. He is the SE, I'm sorry, the Pac-12 uh, Offensive Player of the Week. Be interesting to see, you know, Mike Leach should have maybe some knowledge of his abilities, but not enough. to. This, this isn't a situation where he, he actually coached the kid. You know, Leach was gone by the time he arrived to campus. He did commit to Mike Leach. But the other thing that I find interesting, and I don't know if it's an advantage, disadvantage, but we've talked about this this weird time slot, you know, 10 o'clock central. For the players, that's going to be, you know, guys, that might be a little bit of a grind. I feel like Mike Leach, this is right at home. If you don't know a lot about Mike Leach, he is a night owl. He is a guy who stays up until the uh, the wee hours sometimes. And, you know, he's coaching these games before, these Pac-12 after dark. I think having, having Leach for Mississippi State in this situation gives him a little bit of – Advantage isn't the right word because Arizona is going to be more better suited to it. But you're not as you're not just all going out there and not knowing what to face like you would normally. Leach in, in this coaching staff gives them like this is what it's like to stay up at these hours and, and play football. Well, they probably developed their schedule to prepare for that. Um, and as strange as it sounds, I mean, Mike Leach is not playing the game, yes, but he's making the schedules out. He's telling his coaches what he needs, how he needs the players to prepare. So I think that does help. I mean, I'm sure they'll take it easy on Saturday. That is a long time to wait for a game on Saturday, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know what, what we're all going to do, you know, waiting for that I mean, game to come around. An 8 o'clock central kick would be like that here. You know, you yeah. think about if you're a player, you wake up probably around 8 in the morning and you've got to fill 12 hours to kick off. Well, so, the closest yeah. the closest to this – was that game against BYU in 2016. Mm-hmm. When they game no, at like 9? There was a Friday game at like 9 or 9.30. It was late. I mean, the USM game the year before. Maybe. Remember the USM at, at, in Hattiesburg? That game was at 9 o'clock. Yep. They're, they're Which I never understood. Games, yeah, that, That's probably the closest thing. We've never really experienced it this late. And Last week was pretty late, but that wasn't right. by design. But even that was – I mean, the halftime was like – 10 o'clock yeah. or something. This is going to be kickoff. So it's, that's going to be – it's going to be something interesting to see. I mean, I'm interested, I mean, what kind of effect do you think that has on the players? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question because they're young, right? Young guys, yeah. they probably stay out late. You know, if this game was being played in Starkville during the afternoon, they'd still be out at 10 o'clock, you know, going out to, to the Cotton District or whatever. But I think when you combine the time of day – with the heat, there's some elevation. This is about a, it's about a, a half mile uh, above sea level there, so it's not like being in Denver or anything like that where you're short of breath. But but that, but that's going to affect them a little bit. There's a lot of off the field factors working against Mississippi State in this game. The on the field factors tend to work pretty much all in Mississippi State's favor. They're the more talented team. They're the more experienced team. They've played together longer. So, you know, that's why, you know, we talk about playing a clean game. Mentally, State has to be locked in at the very beginning of this game. Because if they aren't, these other factors are going to play on them. And they're going to be like, gosh, it's so late. And I mean, people people might get upset hearing that kind of stuff. But these, these people are, the players are just human, just like the rest of us. They're going to be looking around and like, you know, their body's going to be looking at them like, hey, it's 10 o'clock. We should be winding down. Why are we cranking up? And 
I mean, that, that's just it's just human nature. It's just science, biology, whatever you want to call it. So, a lot you know, state has got to come out very mentally prepared to the same way they were they were last week. I think now fast starts a season ago where Mississippi State's kryptonite. They could not get out of the the, the starting blocks this past weekend. They got out quickly and they were up, you know, 14 nothing before you could blink with a two hour rain delay in between. It's got to be sort of the same way this week. Get out to that early lead, get the crowd out of the game and go from there. I absolutely believe, I absolutely believe the same thing. I think that the in, in games like this, making sure that you kind of kill teams' wills mm-hmm. early on in the game, which I think is what they did against Memphis for the most part. That's the key. Uh, upsets happen whenever teams believe that they can win the ball game. Exactly. Um, That's what happened every, last year against Memphis? Every big upset that we've seen from Mississippi State, it seems like they've come out and punched first, or they've been in the fight. Mm-hmm. And you you stay in that the fight Auburn for game three quarters. Is a huge outlier there. Yeah, that was a huge outlier. So for State, I think that's the key: is you come out early, punch them in the mouth, mm-hmm. make them lie down. And then cruise from there. Right. Will that happen? I don't know. But think about State's other big road win last year, Texas A and M. Right? What ha- what happened in that game? Second play of the game, State picks off a pass, yes. and they get points on the board on the first series. They go up three nothing. That gets the crowd looking around, going, "I don't know, I don't know about this." That you got to have that opening punch. And I keep thinking back to that Memphis game last year. I know we've talked about that game a ton, mm-hmm. but if State kicks a field goal. After they got that interception, instead of going for it on fourth down that on that possession, mm-hmm. I think they kill Memphis. Yeah. Instead, you get you gave them you got a goal line stand, mm-hmm. and they drive ninety eight yards down the field for a touchdown, mm-hmm. and they're back in the game. Well, not only that, I mean, field goal right there, the first drive of the game, points. First drive of the game, you gave up a, a defensive touchdown, they, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and that got the crowd into it, and they stayed into it for the rest of the game. So you're 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 absolutely right. State needs to get out to that quick start. All right, let's move on into playmakers and predictions. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. I'll have beef grow on the grill uh, this uh, this Saturday. I hope you will too. Steaks, burgers are great. But like we said yesterday, if you want to put a brisket on the smoker, buddy, you got time to get that thing cooked and ready by, for, for kickoff. So head to your grocery stores this weekend, guys. Head to your butcher shops. Tell them you want to pick some beef on the grill. You won't regret that decision. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked Southern soul food. And also, don't forget, guys, you know, when we get close, we get back to getting uh, some home games. If you want your tailgate catered by the best, you need to hit up Two Brothers. They've got all sorts of great specials for tailgating. They can hook you up with a, with a mess of smoked wings, some pulled pork, whatever it is you're looking for. They can take care of you there at Two Brothers. So if you want to dine in, carry out, or if you want it brought to the tailgate, Two Brothers is the spot for all of that. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District, the home of smoked southern soul food. Sorry, I, I, I zoned out for a second there. It happens okay? every now and then. I'm getting you're old. Okay. I'm getting old. Let's just be honest with ourselves. I'm allowed like four zone outs a day. <laughs> that was one of them. I haven't had one prior to that. To my I just hope you don't fall asleep in that chair like my granddad used to. Just be this chair, no. Just... If we were if we were doing this in my house and I was in my recliner, good chance. <laughs> Very good chance. 
Great products and great services, what every uh, business promises you, but Advantage Business Systems goes beyond the promise. They deliver on it. And the receipt for that, the proof, is how long they've been open, 47 years. Nobody is staying open that long without taking care of their customers. So when you need new technology for your business, when you need a copier, a printer, you need new laptops, you need new computers, you call Advantage Business Systems, and then they put their name behind that sale. When you call them again for service, you're not dealing with somebody across the ocean in the call center. You're not dealing with an out-of-state person who has to come and set up an appointment to be there in seven to 10 days. You're talking to somebody in the state of Mississippi, from the state of Mississippi, who's going to help you. And a lot of times it's going to be that very same day. That's the Advantage Business Systems difference. Their number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems help your business do business. All right, Robbie, let's do the uh, the playmakers for this one. Offense, defense, and our X factor. Who have you got on the offensive side of the ball? I am implementing a no Will Rogers rule. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, we, we could make Will Rogers every week, and he'd throw for 350 yards. the way that yards. it is, yeah. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I feel like you got to go with a wide receiver just about every week at this stage, and it can be anybody. But um, – who, who did I do last week? I don't want to do the same one. I thought did you I do, did. Uh, did I do rah rah? I think so, yeah. Let, let's go with Caleb Ducking this week. I think he's going to have um, the length to make some big plays. And I think State's going to get inside the red zone a lot. I, I don't think moving the ball is going to be an issue for them. I think. And that's in most games. But I think getting inside the red zone, they just have to finish. And I think he's going to be a player that they go to a lot. I think this could be a game similar to what Makai Polk had last year against Texas A&M. Okay. I'm going to go on the opposite side of the line for you from you, and you just sort of mentioned him. But I'm going to go with Ra-Ra Thomas. I expect him to be close to double-digit catches in this one. I think State's really going – I think State will do a, a – Better job's not the right word, but they will they will play fewer receivers. That receiver rotation will be a little tighter in this game than it was against Memphis because I don't expect State to blow Arizona out the way they did Memphis. Uh, so that I think, you know, last week the X position combined for 11 catches um, between uh, Rara Thomas, Tulu Griffin, and Justin Robinson. I, I could see that being the case this week, but being just between two guys. And I think uh, Rara could have seven, eight, maybe even nine catches in this game. And I'd probably go back for t- At this point, you're just kind of foolish to bet against him to score. Every time he's on the field, he finds his way into the end zone. So put me down for Rara Thomas, eight catches, 100-plus yards, and a touchdown. He'll be my offensive uh, playmaker. Who do you have defensively? Defensively, I think I'm going to go with um, a, a defensive back in this game because I think Arizona's going to throw the ball around a little bit. And I, I want to go with like a Jackie Matthews, but I just don't know if he's healthy right now after the other day. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Jalen Green. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned him last week, but he really kind of popped a few times last week as a, as a, a guy in there making plays. I, I think that, that's a player that I could see coming up big in this game and run support, um, making plays in the back end defensively. That's that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I like Jalen Green. I thought I've said 
prior to the season. I think he's due for a big season, a potential all SEC guy. I, I, I'm with you in that. I think they're going to throw the ball a little bit, Arizona, but I'm going to go to the front of this defense and I'm going to say that state needs to get better pressure than they did last week. And they actually put the quarterback on the ground. I think Jordan Davis is the guy to do that. I think Jordan Davis will get a sack this week, which will be his first sack as a bulldog, which is hard to believe. I, I I remember him pressuring the quarterback a ton in 2020. I can't believe he never got back there to, to put him down. But I, I, Jordan Davis, Tyrus Wheat, those are guys who are going to have big games for the Bulldogs this week. I think State has such a, a decided advantage on, on the defensive line versus the Arizona offensive line. I expect I expect a couple of sacks this week, and I expect one of them to come from Jordan Davis. The X Factor, the guy who you think could make a, a big play in this game, who do you have? I'm going to go on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm going to go with um, Jaquavius Marks. Okay. That would be an interesting one. Again, talking about getting inside the red zone, there's something about him inside the red zone. He just finishes. Um, He struggles to find a lot of room to run most of the time. But strangely enough, when he gets in there and everything's tighter on the defensive side of the ball – he manages to easily get in the end zone on those rushing plays. I'm I'm calling two two or three rushing touchdowns for him this week. I think State goes to him inside the red zone and he he makes some plays for him. And I think he makes some big plays for him, you know, outside the red zone too. For me, you know, we didn't get to see it last week. No field goal attempts. But State needs to sort of find out what they've got with Massimo Biscardi sooner rather than later. And I think he'll have a couple of opportunities in this game uh, to put the ball through the upright. State would like to go ahead and get him going, get 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 some momentum working with him. I don't. It's kind of weird to pick a kicker in a game where I don't think he's kicking a game-winning field goal. But I do think seeing the ball go through the uprights will make that will lift the team because you know we all know what happened last year with special teams. Seeing that you have a kicker that you can count on, I think gives everybody a lot of confidence. So I think Biscardi puts maybe one or two. Uh, through the uprights this week. What's your prediction? I'm pretty sure that you had him last week too, didn't you? I'm going to continue to have him until he has some field goals. You, you really want Massimo just so you can do the the gimmick. Yes, there's that too. There, I've got a lot tied up in marketing, a lot of branding, a lot of our budget has been blown on all the Massimo Biscardi stuff. <laughs> all right, what's your prediction for Mississippi State, Arizona? I think State is on the verge of covering in this game. And, you know, I feel reluctant to say that, but at the same time, I feel like we should have some faith in this Mississippi State team. Mm-hmm. This is a really good Mississippi State team. I feel like we should expect Mississippi State to go on the road and beat a team that is not as talented mm-hmm. as them. So I'm going to I'm going to have the faith that they win, not, you know, like really really comfortably, but 10 points, 34-24, I think, would be would be a decent score and would be a good win. Agreed. I'm, I'm a little more comfortable than you. I, at the end of the day, I think if State plays clean, they can win this game relatively easily. And I think that's what's going to happen here. I think Will Rogers will, will, will not turn the ball over. I think defensively, State will be able to sort of keep the Arizona at bay. And I think State's offense will be able to control the football I've got it Mississippi State 38, Arizona 20. That's going to be my prediction for this one. A, a, a pretty easy win for the Bulldogs. And like either and people would be really excited about that. They would. And then either one of our predictions, though, 2-0 and headed to Baton Rouge. 
for a game against an LSU team that may be on the ropes a little bit. You can't. The season is starting off the way Mississippi State would like to script it. If they get this win on Saturday, it's going to be a, an interesting week for us. And next week will be a great week here on uh, Thunder and Lightning. Don't forget our Victory uh, Sunday podcast will be late, uh, regardless of outcome. If it's victory or defeat, it'll be a late podcast on Sunday. But looking ahead to next week, we'll have you know LSU is a program we have a lot of connections with. We'll have some great guests. Of course, we will do this is our Robbie. You only have to work four days next week because we'll have our this is our show with my uh, with my cousin Stephen Augustinelli and the family, uh, along with uh, the SEC Network's Peter Burns making his annual trip uh, to the podcast to talk with us in the People's segment and uh, some other great stuff as well. Mississippi State LSU always a fun game to cover. Robbie headed down to Baton Rouge for the first time ever. I will make sure I will plan out his entire eating excursion. He knows now, the, now, no, 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 no. I, I have been to Baton Rouge. I have not been to a football game. I'm just telling you, you're going you're gonna to hear some suggestions from me. Oh, I don't need any suggestions. Here he goes. I know where to go. <laughs> I, know, I know where to go. This knows everything. Can't just say thank you, Brian. I appreciate your input. How would I know if you took my suggestions or not? I wouldn't. You could just I don't even, say, I don't even know you, if I'm going to have time to go anywhere. You. I appreciate you looking out for me and wanting to share your knowledge with me. I, I am thankful to have a friend like you, but no. No, the millennial here can't just be like, can't just be nice. Millennial? When when does that cut off? I don't know. It's with you is when it cuts off. You're the old. I don't think I'm a millennial. Whatever. Nobody cares what you think. Hard old man. That's how we're going to end the show. All right. Talk to you guys on Sunday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Hayden. Looking forward to talking to you uh, Saturday night, late, late in the evening on the Thunder and Lightning postgame show as well. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Uh, thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Watch me. Watch me. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.